0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting with dietitian Natasha Ness from the Healthy Eating Clinic about social media influences and how they're affecting our physical and mental health and well-being. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. It's actually super miserable today on our recording day. The weather super sucks down here in Canberra. I think most of us would feel like we'd like to be in bed, but we're not, we're here and I've got a really exciting couple of episodes coming up for you guys. But my name's Kate, for those of you tuning in for the first time, I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And today I'm joined by Natasha. So she is the newest dietitian on my team at the Healthy Eating Clinic and she's absolutely killing it. So she graduated from dietetics almost 12 months ago now and is really passionate about supporting young women's health and helping them achieve their goals in a healthy, balanced way. She's essentially your new best friend and the realistic and no BS friend that you'd want to go to for advice on fashion, love interest, Netflix series, anything, but change the topic to nutrition and she's your girl. So excited to have her on the show. It's her first time. So, welcome, Natasha. Thank you, Clay. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's so exciting to have you here. I was just saying to Natasha before she's been at the clinic for six months. Crazy! Uh, it's gone so fast. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. But yeah, it feels like she's been part of the team for ages. She is a perfect fit here. So, six months as a dietitian working. How's it been? Um, it's been a bit
1: whirlwind, I think. Um, but I guess in a way because I started um with quite. I guess minimal hours. It's kind of been that build up, mm. so I think the confidence has just increased along the way, and especially like case wise as well. Mm. Um, it's been increasing within the last few months as well. So yeah, it's been really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. we didn't throw you into the deep end. We yes. we, we <laughs> really warmed you up to it, <laughs> which is a nice way to start um, as you're getting used to the consult load. Yes. <laughs> what are you liking the most about working with people one on one as a dietitian?
1: I think just helping them achieve their goals especially when they come to me and I think we will get into it later on but they'll give me topics like that I've never even heard of before or these little quips that they've heard like through social media Mm -hmm. and I think being that like voice of reason almost and just being like oh no that's actually not correct. Yeah. This is why this is the evidence of them going away and be like oh like awesome I can eat bread again that kind of thing (laughs) yeah I think that's been the most special is just kind of be that voice of reason for them
0: yeah yeah it is nice when you can see the penny drop with a client who's really confused and they all of a sudden feel the restrictions lifted and the rules taken off them 100% yes yeah so are you surprised obviously like you're in your 20s and you, you're you just sort of new to dietetics. With the clients that you've seen, are you surprised at how much misinformation is popping up or you kind of think, oh, no, I'm used to it?
1: Probably the latter. I'm used to it, I think, because even like even I'll say it and I'll think, wow, if I didn't have that you know, five years of tertiary education behind me, I would believe it, especially mm. when it's coming from these people that are so confident in what they're saying yeah. with, you know, not that education behind them. It's hard. Like it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what is correct and what's not. Yeah, Definitely. yeah.
0: And tell me about what you feel like this messaging does. So we were chatting earlier about the fact that so I'm 12 years older than you and so I didn't get Facebook until I was an adult. I think I was about 21. When I first signed up to Facebook,
1: i feeling so old. But did you have Bebo? No! Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. What is Bebo? It was prior to Facebook. It was like the little sister before Facebook. Did you have along. Bebo? I did, unfortunately.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never even heard of it. There it, you go. Yeah. I had MySpace. Okay, yeah. There you go. Similar,
1: yeah. But for that sure.
0: kind of. Didn't go in the direction that I was sort of interested in, like the music scene. (laughs) Yeah. But, oh, that's so funny. So, and back then it took a while for businesses Mm -hmm. and influencers to become a thing. But obviously fast forward 12 years, would you say it's probably most of your adulthood you've spent with social media messaging from influencers?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I feel like I kind of got in at a good time though. Like mm-hmm. I think it was just becoming like a big thing when I was in year 12, I would say. And so kind of past that really influential stage yeah. of my teens, I guess you could say. But even now when I do talk to girls that are younger than me, who I work with, um, like at another job, um, I know like how rife it is out there and I can say it myself, like it's It's a lot. It's a lot to have to deal with, especially when you're going through all these other life changes as well through your teens. Like it's a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty full on. So what, what has been sort of a key thing? I know we chatted a couple of months ago about you feeling like I really want to help young women and sort of start to develop an interest and a specialty in, in young women's health. What's been the catalyst for that? So, I mean, back when I was in high school and college as
1: well, there was nothing really like education wise. And I mean, with social media, there wasn't that much out there either. So there wasn't even that aspect um, as well. And I just think now that there's a lot out there um, Mm. and there's still no real education in school, like a lot of the education is coming from unqualified people. Yeah. And I just kind of want to be that help, that you know, young girls do need. Yeah,
0: it is pretty scary. I think that that both young men and young women and even people my age as well, we are learning about life, relationships, raising kids, eating, our mental health, COVID. <laughs> We're learning about it from social media. Yeah. Which is a little scary because you wrote an article for the Healthy Eating Clinic recently and I've popped the link to her article in the show notes if you guys want to have a read but there's some interesting statistics in that. Can you share what you found?
1: Yeah so it was actually a study based out of the UK um, but it was about 90% of social media influencers were giving pretty much just bogus information and nothing with scientific backing
0: at all. That's scary. Mm
1: -hmm. 90%.
0: 90%. So that's kind of like pretty much the majority of what you're seeing online is incorrect yeah no oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is certainly for me why my career started mm-hmm. so I think I was you know I started blogging when my daughter was a baby so I was 25 because I was watching infomercials at home, <laughs> breastfeeding. Uh, <laughs> and I remember watching this um, like diet ad mm. and they had really beautiful people in bikinis um, with very voluptuous breasts. Do you know that's the thing? It's like these really small people. Anyway, that always used to get my goes, like this one body type you see on TV and they were dancing around a fire, mm-hmm. which is random to sell a diet program, but... <laughs> This is this is early two thousands. And but it was selling this special program that would just like fire up your metabolism and things like that. And I just remember thinking, this is so crappy, but people are gonna be so confused by this. Yeah. Like healthy eating is not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Not what this ad is making out to be. And Yeah, I have to admit I think it's getting worse, not better.
1: I think so too and I think it's all to do with like marketing and media as well Mm. Like, and it almost puts like that shame on us, like we're not doing good enough or we're not looking our best and they kind of just pinpoint our flaws I guess, whether that's physical or also um, like internally as well. Yes. And they just pick on
0: that and it's just really, really rough. (laughs) Yeah, it super is. How do you find as a young woman sort of with social media – how do you find that affects you personally? Do you feel pressure t- to look and be a certain way and have to really like check yourself? Like what's that like for you?
1: I do in a way, um, not so much in terms of diet just because like I know what I know. Um, <laughs> yep. And my favourite food is like, I don't know, Alan's Red Frogs and ice cream (laughs) and just all the bad stuff. But I just think that in terms of like other things, like that pressure of always being busy always um, just making the best of your time, that kind of thing. Like I feel bad if I have an hour or two to myself. Like I just need to be constantly doing something. Mm. So I think it's just that pressure of just having to be our best selves 24 hours of the day. I think that's the hardest thing that yes. I personally had to deal with myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like your what your best self is mm. is defined by – all of these unrealistic images that we see, you know. Yeah. I remember when I my kids were really young, I would um, follow or I'd get ads for these really active women with these great fit bodies, perfect makeup and hair in a push-up position with their children, like their toddlers climbing all over them. And that is not what I looked like or felt like <laughs> most days while my children were little yeah. because it's really hard with young kids. To just like do your hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I certainly think yeah it's this this definition of best self as well because I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be your best self, but what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah, super exactly. tough. So what do you think are some of the key issues around like social media influences in terms of in that health and wellness space, like the fitness guru or the wellness guru? What do you think some of the key issues are for young women who are sort of getting their information? Like what are what are they teaching that really concerns you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as we were just discussing, I think there's just that level of self-comparison. Like I have to look like this certain influencer, this model, this celebrity, mm. um, when we know that everybody is going to be different. Um, it's a lot to do with genetics. I mean, you can work out until the cows come home, but you know- you can't change it that much to look like Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I also think in terms of that level of self-comparison as well, like there's a big trend of like, um, what I eat in a day videos. Mm. So like seeing someone's day on a plate and just thinking like, Oh, like I don't eat like that. Or, you know, should I start intermittent fasting? Should I do keto? That kind of thing. Will I, will that make me look like this person? Mm. Um, and a lot of the time that's not true. And if it's not you know what you actually want to do. You're just doing it to be like this person. I think that's really, really detrimental yes. to someone's physical, but also their well being as well. Like, especially if it is something that you actually don't want to do.
0: Yeah, and it's so easy for that what I eat in a day to be so curated. Mm-hmm. You know, and planned. It's not a true, you know, if I'm running, and I. That's why one of the things I've been always really honest with trying to differentiate myself in online is to be like there are some days when I'm running from meeting to meeting to meeting, dealing with my kids and I'll forget to eat or I forgot my lunch or I grab some takeaway and and that's a day on a plate for me some days because I'm a human being too. Exactly. (laughs) And if we always see the curated day where we planned our meals and spent an hour or two prepping some food and super colourful and pretty – It's tough.
1: It's Yeah, it's not fair and it's not a realistic snapshot into the everyday humans or the everyday girls' um, day-to-day life, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it for today's episode. Tune in for part two tomorrow. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out the Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.